The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masikat Shekalim has been dedicated by Dr. Isaac Meddeb and his wife Lily in memory of Moshe ben Nachel Man. We hope that the learning of the 22 Dapim of Masikat Shekalim will be a a ilui neshama for the niftar Moshe ben Rachel. Tehi nishmatot zerura b'tzol ha'chayim. Amen. Daf Yud Tet. Today's daf has been dedicated to ilui neshmat Mr. Dave Bibi, uh, one of the uh, founders and leaders of the Achayezer Institution. May his memory be blessed. Amen. Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Elun Shmat, Acham Baruch, Rafael ben Miriam, and Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem, Begin Aiden, Amen. We begin on Yudchet Amud Bet, nine lines from the bottom, starting with the last two words on the line, Shisha and Daba. So we said, huh? Why? Today's daf will be studied by Rafuah Shalema, Am Hacham Yom Tov, Yedid, and Levi. Amen. We begin from the words Shisha Lindaba. We learned in the Mishnah that amongst the 13 Shofarot that they had, where they had different collections, they had six of them that were for Nidavot, six of them for donations. So the Gibraltar is going to explain now what are these donations. Skiya says it's connected the six uh, days that different uh, groups of Kohanim would serve in the Beit HaMikdash. What does this mean? The Kohanim was split up into Mishmarot, into 24 Mishmarot. Uh, on any given week, a Mishmar would serve in the Beit HaMikdash, but the entire Mishmar could not work on one day. There's too many Kohanim. So they would split the Kohanim into six groups. You had a group of Kohanim that worked on Sunday, and then on Monday, and then on Tuesday. Those groups were called a Bet Av. So the six uh, Shofarot that were for Nedava were Keneged, the six Bet Avot. Now what's the logic? What do you need one per day? This was in order to stop any fighting between the Kohanim. Why should they be fighting? Because we learned that on a day, let's say, the Bet HaMikdash wasn't busy and the Mizbeach was empty, so they would go to these Shofarot and they would take money and they would buy Kurban Ola for Kayat HaMizbeach just to put on the Mizbeach so the Mizbeach is always being used. As we learned, the skins of those animals of Kayat HaMizbeach go to the Kohanim. So therefore, we were concerned if it's just one box, what's going to happen? On one day, the Kohanim are going to have a busy day, so no animals will go for Kayat Samizbeach. And now on the next day, the, the Beit HaMikdash is going to be not busy, and they're going to take from that same box, and they're going to buy Korban Ola, and they're going to split it amongst that day's Kohanim for uh, the Olot, and they're going to get the skins, and the day before is going to say, hey, it's, uh, no, it's one box, you're taking from our money and you're getting skins that we didn't get. So in order to make each day separately, so nobody fights, so you got your own day, here's your coins for your nidabot, you're not taking from the collective box, 
and therefore each each uh, each day has its own nedaba uh, box in order to kohenim don't fight that you're taking from a collective box that uh, that says we didn't take from your box finished it's uh, you have your own uh, box for nedavot each day in order to limit the uh, the fighting. So everybody would take money from Kaitz and Mizbeah from a different different kupa. That's the first reason why there's six. Bar Pedaya Amar Bar Pedaya says Keneged Shesh Behemot It's six boxes. Keneged is six different type of animals that go on the Mizbeah. Bar, Va'egel, Vesa'ir, Ayil, Gedi, Vetaleh Okay, par would be a, uh, a bull, agil is a calf, sa'id is a goat, ayil is a ram, gedi is also a um, a goat, kid. a kid, and the tale would be a lamb. So those are the six animals that go on the mizbeach. So if somebody wanted to bring a certain type of animal, so he put it in that uh, for an ola, as a korban ola. So if somebody wanted to bring a korban ola, a tale, so you put it in the tale box. If somebody wants to bring a gedi, you put it in the gedi box. Third opinion, Shmuel Amar Keneged Shisha Korbanot. This is corresponding the six Korbanot that that the Motar of it goes uh, for the Nedaba. Which means we learned that certain Korbanot, if you have leftover money, you designate the money for a certain Korban. You bought the Korban, now you have leftover money. So that leftover money falls to a Nedaba for the Beta Megdash. What are these six Korbanot? So Shmuel says, you have, we're going to read the parentheses here, otherwise you're not going to get six. So the parentheses would be read, Those are the birds that are brought by a zav, or a zava. Uh, those are the birds that are brought by a yoledet, the lady that gave birth. That would be the leftover money of a minha that a sinner had to bring. That's the Kohen Gadol's minha that he brought every day. What do these six korbanot have in common? If a person designated money from one of these six korbanot, and there was leftover money, so that money goes to the nedaba, And with those, uh, with those uh, monies over there, so they go and they buy a uh, money for korbanot. So therefore they would put uh, six nedabot, uh, motar, za, motar kinim for zav, motar kinim for uh, yoledet, uh, motar hatat, etc. Then all the remnant monies would fall into each respective uh, box. Fourth opinion, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, he says very simple. You know why there were six boxes? Al yedeh shofarot because of there was so much donations given to the Beit HaMikdash, you needed a lot of boxes. Because if you had one box or two boxes, the money, it seems, would spoil. It seems their monies uh, would decay. And therefore, not to put all monies on top of each other, just to let them uh, you know, remain uh, intact, so they put many different boxes to split the money up in order to keep the money from uh, a push from spoiling. That's what the Gibran Menachot says. So basically let's review the four reasons of why we had six boxes. Reason number one is connected the six Bate'avot, the six days. The next reason of Bar Pedaya was connected the six different types of Behemot that can be born as a Korban Ola. Shemuel said connected the six Korbanot that the Motarot 
go for a nidaba. Rabbi Hanan said you had ribui shafarot because you had a lot of nidabot, and therefore you don't want the money to spoil in the boxes, so therefore you uh, designated uh, six boxes. Now the Gemara uh, concludes this perek with derashot on pesukim. Uh, the Gemara says these pesukim come from the Hayamim. It says when the Jewish people were donating money to the Beit Hamikdash for the upkeep of the Beit Hamikdash in the times of Yehoash, Yehoash was the king, and the Kohen Gadol was Yehoyada. So the Gemara is going to cite some pesukim, cite a contradiction in the pasuk, and answer it up. So pasuk says, Uchalotam heviu Says when they finished. They brought the monies in front of the king and in front of Yehoyada. Now the pasuk concludes, and I'll, I'll give you the end of the pasuk. Et she'ara kesef, the rest of the money. Vayasil chelim lebet Hashem klisharet. With the monies that they collected, they made klisharet vessels for the Bet Hamikdash. Now, in the book of Melachim, it also talks about this donation. Where what it says in the Vera Yamim was actually written as well in the book of Melachim, and in Melachim it says. They did not use the money for Klisharet. Make up your mind. The Vrayamim says the money was used for Klisharet. In Sefer Melachim it says the money specifically was not used for Klisharet. So how do you reconcile? So the Gemara says, Simple answer. There were two different donations that Yehoyada did. One was for Klisharet, and one the Dabah was for Bedekabayit. And they were the Peskim are very good. On the collection that they collected for Bedekabayit, that's the Pesukim Melachim. They did not use it for Klisharet. And the collection that they made for uh, Klisharet, that's the Pesukim uh, that they specifically used for Klisharet. So there were two different Collections earmarked for two different items. Klisharet and Bedek Abayit. Okay. Tana Deber B. Ishmael. B. Ishmael says, Nedava Ahat. He comes along and says, ah, There was really one collection. And the money was earmarked for Bedek Abayit for the maintenance of the Bet HaMikdash. Because it says, says the king had they collect, they made an Aron, like a uh, cabinet or a drawer. And they put it in the Hechal inside the Bet HaMikdash. So in this closet, they made a hole in the door in order that people could drop their donations into the hole to fill up the. Aron. Now it says Aron Ehad. They made one Aron. It's mashma that there was only one collection over here. Not two uh, Nidavot, like you said. So the Gibras, what do you mean? The Adikhtiv, but it says in the Vrayamim, Vayomra Melech, Vayasu Aron Ehad, Vayitinu Bishar Betashim Hutsa. That they made another, not another, they made an Aron, and they placed it outside the Hechal. Now, from the Belachim it's much when they made the Aron, they put it in the Hechal, meaning that's the Kodesh area. Make up your mind. Is there two Aronot, or is there one Aron? From the Pesukim it's there was two different Aron. Again, they put like a big, uh, uh, I don't know, like a chest or a closet, and they, in the door, they didn't open it, 
They kept it closed, but they just made a hole. That's a tzedakah box. We dropped the coins in the <coughs> chest with a with, with, with tzedakah box. Big, big tzedakah box. That's what, that's what it was. So, there. So they put one inside the hechal, and they put one outside the hechal. So I, that's lots of two donations. So the Gemara says, no. Ama Ravchuna. Ravchuna says, no, no. Really, it was one donation all going to the same. But in order to collect money from the Temeim, how are they going to get money from the Temeim? They can't go into the Hechal. So they would have put one outside in order to get money from those guys as well by putting money. But it was all going to the same funding. Now, Gebarak concludes and says, then your text, what name do you have over there? Okay, I have Ravchiyah, but we'll read it as Ravchuna. I think the majority have Rav, the B, Huna. That's what you have? Okay, that's right. Okay, Rabbi Huna b'shem Rabbi Yosef. He's going to explain the first opinion that says there were two nedavot. One nedavah we said was for Beit Kabayit, and one nedavah was for the Klisharet. So he explains it because the pasuk says in Melachim, Ach lo yaase bet Hashem shipot kesef bezamerot. That's the pasuk that I read to you earlier. That was not in the Gemara to show you the stira. So he's showing it to you clearly now inside. That's the pasuk that shows you that one monies were used not for klisharet, right? The pasuk that was quoted before showed us that they used it for klisharet. That's the pasuk in Devarim Yamim. So he's just quoting, quoting you the other pasuk in Melachim, so you know where the contradiction is. And if we have to answer it and say shteded avotayu, one for klisharet and one for bedek habayit hadra naalach perek shelosharasar shofarot. And now we move as at the shame to the seventh perek of. Okay, now we discuss a situation where you have these 13 shofarot. You find money that fell out of these shofarot on the floor. You don't know which shofar it belongs to. So therefore we have to make uh, uh, rulings over here. Which uh, shofar do you put this coin back into? So the first case is... Ben Ashikalim Daba. Which means you found, let's say, uh, monies in between the Taklin Hatin box, that's the Shekel box that they put for every year, you know, the fiscal Shekalim year, and you found that between the Shekalim box and the Nidaba box, one of the six Nidaba boxes. Now, you're thinking, how's that possible? Because if all the Shofarot are in a row, it's 13 in a row. How could a box, how could a coin be next to box number 1 and box number uh, 11, for example? It's not possible. So the Gibbara is going to say that really the boxes, the 13, were in a circle. Right? So imagine you have, let's say, 1 to 7, like in a semicircle here, and then the six, eight to right, eight to thirteen on the bottom of the semi of the, of the circle. So if it's possible, you have uh, you know uh, one is next to thirteen. So therefore, it's possible that they're next to each other. So that's how you can have them next to the box. So you don't know does it belong to the shekel box or does it belong belong to the nidaba box? So what do you do? Which box do you put it into? So the Mishnah, in all these cases, gives you. Uh, the scenarios, three scenarios. The first case is karov leshekalim yipelu leshekalim. Where is it closer to? If it's closer to the shekalim box, you put it in the shekalim box, because uh, we know from the egla arufa 
when we found a dead body between two cities, and we don't know which city uh, you know it came from. So the deed is you go with cut off. So if you measure the closest city, that's where it belongs to. So the same thing over there, say you judge this question, you measure. If it's closer to the shekel box, you put it in the shekel box. Now, Nindaba, you put it in Daba. Second scenario, it's closer to the Nindaba box. Then you put it in the Nindaba. Mehsa le Mehsa. It's exactly equidistant between the two boxes. So now the deal is you pelu lindaba. You put it in the daba. Now the logic of here is like this. Why should it go to the daba more than it should go to Shekalim? It's 50-50. So the Gibbana is going to show us in all these cases that the box that you put it into is the more stringent of the two boxes. Now, the Gibbana is going to have to prove to us that the monies of Nidaba somehow are more strict than the monies of Shekalim. So you have to be Mahmir. So how do you be Mahmid? You play it safe. You put it in the more strict of the boxes. Why is Nedaba more the strict than Shekalim? Yeah, but I will explain uh, exactly why. Now, it should be pointed out as well. In all these cases, when do we say that Karov is Adif? That Karov, when it's closer, it's better. That's only talking about where the closer box has more coins in it as well. But if more coins are in the other box, then the majority of coins overrides karov. Rov overrides karov. Just like in the case of Aigla Arufa. Which means in Aigla Arufa, if there are more people living in one city than another city, then automatically we say it came from the rov. The karov is only when uh, you have uh, uh, the uh, same amount of people, then already you'll judge with a Karov, but Rov usually overrides. So therefore, that's a very important case over here. The Gemshad the, 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 doesn't speak that out, but let's say one of the coins, one of the boxes has a uh, hundred coins in it, and one's got three coins in it. Now you have one that's in between. Even if it's cut off to the one with three coins, you assume that it fell from the oh. box that had the majority of coins. And therefore, you put it just back into that. The cut off does not play a factor. Good. Second case. Ben Etzim Lelebona. Oh, you have two boxes. You have the Aitzim box, right? That's for the wood. And then you have the Lebona box. That's Lebona. The guy donated the frankincense, like we learned yesterday's down. So you have two between the two boxes. So what happens? Karov the Aitzim, Yipilu the Aitzim. The Lebona, Yipilu the Lebona. Mechsa le Mechsa, Yipilu the Lebona. Again, you go with the Karov items. Closer to this one, falls to that one, close to that one, and that one. 50 50 goes to Lebona. Because Lebona is more stricter than Aitzim. Okay. Now we can understand that on our own. Uh, Lebona itself is the korban. Mm. It itself is being sacrificed, whereas the wood the are the fuel for the uh, uh, for the korban. Although it both goes on the mizbeach, but it's not the korban itself. It's like more of like a hechsher for the uh, korban. So therefore, it's less stringent. Therefore, you put it into the Lebona box. Third case. Kinim legozle ola. Okay. Remember we learned yesterday, one of the boxes was called Kinim. And according to one of the opinions we learned, the Kinim box was what? The Hayuf for Qurban Ola and Qurban Khattat. person that's a lady, she gave birth. She has to bring two birds. One is for Qurban Ola and one is for Qurban Khattat. She would put her money in this box called the Kinim box and the Kinim would settle it by the end of the day like we learned. But next to it you also had Gozde Ola. Gozde Ola was Nedaba. A person wants to bring a, uh, a bird for an edabah to the Beit HaMikdash, a gozal, 
they put the money in that box. So we have this question again. You have monies that are found between this uh, this bird uh, of Hayyuv to the birds of the Daba. What do you do? Same formula. Formula again is what? Karov the Kinim, you pillow the Kinim. Karov the Gozleola, you pillow the Gozleola. Mehsa the Mehsa, you pillow the Gozleola. Wow, because the donation or the voluntary donation of Gozal is more strict for. The Hayyuv of um, of Kinim. How could that be? Because Gozle uh, Ola all go for Ola. Mashi'enken the Kinim, one goes for Ola and one goes for Hatat. Now the Korban Ola is Kulon Hashem. So therefore, we put it in that box. Now, of course, we'll have to discuss what about this lady now? If he's, there's one lady now that could be. Her monies did not go for obligation, and now she was not uh, atoned for. So we have to figure out, well, what did the Kohanim do? It's all Safiq, okay. we're, we're not prophets, we don't know for sure. We just put it in there because we have to be Mahmir. But there's one lady here that not, maybe her monies did not go for the Ayyub. I will ask that question and give an answer. Now we go to the fourth case. The fourth case is not a case that happened in the Beit HaMikdash. The fourth case can happen in anybody's house. Khulim. In a guy's house, he has two boxes. One with his regular money, Olin money. And then he has another box with Maaser Sheni money. There's Maaser Sheni money. Every uh, year of the Shemitah, actually it's the first, the second, the fourth, and the fifth year. Abeda. Those years of the Shemitah, person has to take uh, 10% of his produce, go up to Yerushalayim and eat it. If it's too much to carry all his products to Yerushalayim. What he does is, he takes the Kiddushah of the fruit, uh-huh. and he uh, transfers it to a coin. That coins are called coins of Maaseh Sheni. Now what would a guy do? He'd have a special coupon in his house, right. and he'd put the Maaseh Sheni money in there, and then once a year, he'd go up to Yerushalayim and spend all the money uh, over there. Now you have a box of Cholim, you have a box of Maaseh Sheni. You found money in between the two boxes. You don't know to which box it came from. Same formula. If it's closer to the Cholin box, you put it in the Cholin box. And what? That, that money is Cholin. You, you, know, you can do whatever you want with it. Now, the Maasir Sheni, you put it in the Maasir Sheni. If it's Maasir Sheni, you can take it to Yerushalayim. Mehsa le Mehsa, 50 equidistant, you put it in the Maasir Sheni. Obviously, because Maasir Sheni is more Hamur than Cholin. Now the Mishnah gives you the klal. Zeh klal. Holchim achar karov lakel umehsa lemehsa lachmir. When it's karov, you can even put it in the more lenient of the two. When it's mehsa mehsa, you gotta go according to the mahmir one. So basically, the Mishnah gave us three cases of the shofarot and one case in the house. So that's Gemara says. Lo tzrecha. Which means the Tana came along and gave us a case where you have the Shekalim, that's Taklin Hatin, box number one, next to box number 13, for example, which means the box of Nedava. So the Gemara is asking us, which means the Chaura. If you're giving us the cases, you shouldn't give me a case of shikalim tekinim because they were next to each other. Mm. You had taklin hatin, you had taklin atikin, and then you had the box of kinim. 
So if anything, the shekelim boxes are next to kinim boxes. How did you get a shekel box next to a vedava box? This is box number one and this is box number eight. How could they be next to each other? Because this time we're thinking they're all just in a, in a row. Understand? If you give me an example, give me an example I can understand. That in where shayak have two boxes next to each other. So the Gemara, right, that's the picture which we'll see now. Gemara says, Rabbi Abun Bashimri Pirchas, Kimin Buchliyar, how you all seen. Because they weren't in a straight line, they were like a Buchliyar, meaning a, a circle. If you look in your art scroll, what page is that? 1983. Yeah, 1983, you see a figure over there? How it looked like. Right, so one. There's one, one, one is next to 13, exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. So comes the Gemara and says, Case number one, where it's shekel and nedaba, equidistant, it falls into nedaba. So the Gemara says, Okay, now we have Gisalat over here. Either we read the parentheses or we don't read the parentheses. Either way, it's the same uh, same conclusion. We'll read the parentheses just to get the question and then get an answer. So again, 50-50 or equidistant falls to the Dabaq. La tsurcha de la mehsa mehsa yipelu le shekalim. Which means, shouldn't we go after the stringent one? And the chaura shekalim are more stringent than the Dabaq. We would assume the shekalim are a uh, hayuv. After all, from the Shekalim, uh, we buy Korbenot Sibur. In the Daba, what do you buy? Kayat Samizbaya. So the Chaura, Korbenot Sibur, have a bigger Humrah than the Kayat Samizbaya. So why are you telling me that Mehsa Mehsa falls into the, the Daba box? So the Gemara says, no. Eat the Ba'e Memar. Because some want to say, Shemmi Yipelu, the Shiare Adishka. He says, because you thought what, that Shekalim are more hamur than Edaba? Mm-hmm. It's not so. Really, the Edaba is uh, more strict. Why? Because the Edaba money always goes to Kaitsa Mizbeah. Which is all the money is going to end up buying a Qurban to go on the Mizbeah. Whereas Shekalim, some of the money you use for Qurbanot, and then there's leftover money. That leftover money is shi'arin l'shka, that goes for maintenance, that goes for the, uh, for the better of that, to build buildings and to build the walls and all that stuff. So obviously something that definitely is going to go on the Mizrayah is more hamur than something that might be end up using for infrastructure. So therefore you pour it into the Nidabah box, because for sure we know that money is going to end up on the Mizrayah. So that's one reason why the Nidabah is more strict than Shekalim. The eat the Ba'il Memar, another answer. Mehsa le mehsa. The reason why mehsa mehsa kemi shemit. We look at it as a case of somebody that gave his shekel or designated his shekel to Beit Hamikdash, and before he actually gave it, he died. That's what you look at it when it's mehsa mehsa. You don't know which one it belongs to. So we compare that to a case of a guy that gave his shekel and died. What was the deen? We learned this in a previous pedic. Uh, so the Gemara repeats it. Amar Rabbi Yasa, Adanan Taman. He said, when I was in Bavel, Shamait Kal Rav Yehuda Shalishmuel. I heard the voice of Rabbi Yehuda ask the following question to Shemuel: Hefrish Sheklo Vamet. A guy designated his shekel to the Beit Hamikdash, but before he was able to actually give it, he died. What do you do with the shekel? Do you say, well, once he designated it, it belongs to Hikdish? And 
Belongs to Hikdash, gotta give it to Hikdash. And we're not worried that the fact that Hikdash is gonna buy Qurban Hattat with this, because one of the Qurbanot Sibur is a Qurban Hattat. And we know that there's a law that if you have a Qurban Hattat where its mm-hmm. owners died, mm-hmm. it's called Hattat Shemeta Be'aleha, so that case over there you have to let it graze, you have to let it die. But, so now you have a problem over here. Because this guy who donated his sheikh, you know, they're gonna use his money for Qurban Sibur Hattat, but he's dead. So it might ruin the whole Qurban. It won't. Why? Because since the majority of the people over there are uh, alive and it's for Qurban Sibur, we're not worried about this individual guy that died. It's not going to ruin the Qurban. Or do you say, that no, he didn't give the Qurban yet, or the money yet. Since he didn't give the money yet, uh, he doesn't got to give it to the Sheikh Alim. didn't get to the, uh, to the treasury yet. So that's the question that they asked. When a guy donates a shekel, he dies, do you still have to give it to the Beit HaMikdash? Or no? Amar Lesu Shemuel answered, Yipelu Nindaba. He said, that case over there, put it to Nindaba. And therefore, we're going to treat the equidistant case the same thing. We don't know where this goes. So it's like a case of what? A guy who donated money and died before he gave it. So they would just drop it into the Nindaba. So those are the two answers of why it goes into Nindaba. Either because Nindaba is Muhammad, or because we treat it like a case of Hifrish Shiklo Vamet that goes into the Nidaba box. Now the Gemara says, Asili Ta'ifa Shelo. We go into a, uh, another question similar. Kohen Gadol every day brought a Qurban. Minha actually. It's called Asili Ta'ifa. He brought half of it in the morning and half of it in the afternoon. Only the Kohen Gadol would bring this. This was a special Minha of the Kohen Gadol. So let's say um, he has the Asili Ta'ifa. He donated money, let's say, towards the... Right? And he bought it for today. Now he has leftover money. What does he do with the leftover money that he has designated for the Asli Ta'ifa Minha? Okay? What do you do with the money? Rabbi Yohanan Amar, Yulichem Melach. And we had this in a previous Gibbara as well. Rabbi Yohanan says, that money was designated for Asli Ta'ifa. You gotta take it, take the money, <laughs> drop it in Yemen Melah. You gotta destroy the money, you cannot benefit from this money. Because uh, it says in the Torah, right, it says in the Torah regarding Minha uh, uh, that a sinner brings, it says, Ki Hatat He. This is a Hatat as opposed to something else. So the Gemara learns that uh, all Minachot, have a deen like a Qurban Hattat, uh, except one. This to the exclusion of another one. And which is the, what is the Torah coming to exclude? The Qurban of a Kohen. That what? Normally what happens when you have leftover money, Qurban Hattat goes for an Ula. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Any, any type of item that was set for a Qurban Hattat, Leftover money? Mm-hmm. Ola. Here, however, it's leftover money for Hattat. Because the Qawrad, the Asli Ta'ifa, the Kohen Gadol, is a form of Hattat. But the Torah says, Hattat He. This one is, as opposed to a different one, is not. So come to exclude the Asli Ta'ifa, that this one you don't bring as an Ola, and you take it and you throw the money in the Yamamela. However, the Bile Azaramar, Yipelul in Daba. No, it's like everything else. You take the money, go buy a Qurban with it. So therefore we have a mahloket. What do you do with the leftover money that a Kohen Gadol has? First, Asli Ta'ifa. Does the money go into Yamamelah? Or is it used for Nidaba? Okay. Remember that mahloket. Now the Gebarah says, 
We go to the next case of the Mishnah. We learned in the Mishnah, if let's say you found between the bird boxes, the kinim of Choba and the kinim of uh, Nedaba. So what do we say? 50-50, equidistant, you put it in the Nedaba box of Gozdei uh, Ola, that were brought for a uh, Nedaba. So the Gebola says, Vekashya, Yesh Chattat Kereba Ola, let's say you made a mistake over here. If it really belongs to the kinim boxes, that means this money over here was earmarked for korban hatat. That one goes for hatat and one goes for ola. When a lady, she finishes up her process, she has to bring kinim. She brings two birds. Now it's equidistant. You say, you know what? We don't know which one it belongs to. I throw it into the ola box. So you would hold it. If this money was earmarked for a korban hatat, can you bring money that was earmarked for Qurban Khattat? Can you bring it now for a uh, Qurban uh, Ola? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, how could you, how could you turn a Khattat into an Ola? It doesn't work. You cannot do that. So really you're stuck. So the Gemara says, Hezkiya b'shem rebishuam ben Lakish tenai betinu ala motarot. Shiyikrebu olot. Which is just like we learned in the case of Motar Khattat. There is a case. You designated money for Karban Khattat. You bought the Karban Khattat, they have leftover money. What do we say you do with that money? That money you bring as Ola. How does that work? I thought it was designated for Khattat. And they have to say that this was called a Tanai Beddin. Which means the Beddin already puts into the Kavana and stipulates that if there's going to be leftover money, already it's in the Kavana that it's going to be used for an Ola. The Beddin has the ability. To, uh, you know, from the inception, uh-huh. to decide right where the money is going to go, to, which means this is, what tell you, this is how you do it. Uh-huh. The first monies go for hatat, and the leftovers money go for ola. That's already established by the betin. It's called the atnai betin. So the same thing over here. Betin is able to, uh-huh. uh, to, to, to 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 trade the monies from hatat until ola, which we can do this on our own. It's called the Tribeti, which means already the Hakamim are able to uproot the Hatat and put it to a Qurban Ola. Okay, so the Gemara says, Ha'isha Azod Bebaimit Kapirit. Okay, good. So you got the money just settled. But there's a lady that if we got the wrong box here, there's a lady that could be her Kinim are not going to be brought. Because maybe it came from that. So how does she get her kapara? So the Gemara says, Abba Rabbi Yitzhak, tonight Beddinu. Again, Beddin made a, another takana uh, or condition. Hamsepeket takinim, the vendor that sells the kinim to the Beit HaBikdash, who misapek et pesulot, Which means he has to pay another set of kinim for this lady. Which means, again, Hegdeesh doesn't lose. We go back to the vendor, that, that's already accepted in his condition to sell us birds. Mm. Well, any question that we have on monies that get lost, you're going to have to pay some more birds. So therefore... Yeah, did he end up bringing extra one? Yeah. If he didn't, how, do they know? How, how do you know? How do you know how he do that? That's a good question. Well, they weren't so, yeah. so specific, so maybe they were allowed. It wasn't specific for the Ali. Yeah, but so what? But if you're bringing a Qurban Khattat, Islam on the Mizbeah, and you bring a Qurban Allah, Islam on the Mizbeah, you can't do that. But uh, continues. We learned in the Mishnah that you have uh, monies uh, in between the boxes. We gave three cases, actually. What were the three cases we gave? Between the Shekalim and the Redaba. 
we claim the kinim boxes, the kinim of Chobat, the kinim of uh, Ola, of Nedaba, mm-hmm. and between the Etzim box and the Lebona box. Those are the three examples that we gave in the in the Mishnah. So the Gemara asks, Lot Surcha de Loben Ketoret, or actually we would read it, Kinim La Etzim, La Lebona La Zahav La Chporet, which means there's other cases you can give. Why did you only give these three cases? Well, Vichy, these are the only three boxes that are next to each other. Give the case, Kinim Ta'itzim. Those boxes are also next to each other. Or give the case of Libona next to the gold uh, box that was used for uh, gold donations. Why specifically did you give these three examples? You could have given uh, other examples of boxes that were close to, e- to each other and monies that fell in between. So the Gebarah says, we learned that. Utnita Besofa. Yeah, those cases were actually included in the Mishnah when the Mishnah said Zeaklal Hulkina Harakarov Mehsa Mehsa Lahmir. So we gave a rule at the end of the Mishnah that if it's uh, close to one box we go Lakel, if it's in the middle we go Lakhir. That includes all the other cases. Now so why did you choose specifically these cases? Because these cases we have somewhat of a hidush. To teach me what? That uh, because you wouldn't have thought that the Nidaba box is more hamur than the the shekel box. So therefore, we had to give uh, that case that as well as the um, uh, the case over here of the uh, kinim. Right? You wouldn't have thought that the kinim ola, the Nidaba one, is more hamur than the other one of the hayu. So that we had to say that case as well. So the cases that were written in the Mishnah were for the hidush of it. And the other case were included in the Zaklal. Comes out of Kabbet, but it is. Okay, I have a case. You found money in front of the animal uh, vendors of Yerushalayim. Okay. These guys in Yerushalayim, they sell animals. Okay? There's money next to, their, uh, next to their store, next to their table. What do you do with this money? So it says, Ma'asir. matter when you find it all year long, you have to treat it as ma'asir shini money. Why? Because the majority of animals that are bought in Yerushalayim are bought for ma'asir shini money. What would a guy do? He'd have ma'asir shini money. He'd go up to Yerushalayim, he'd buy animals. He'd take the animal, bring it as a korban shalamim, and the rest of the meat, he eats. So therefore, this was done all year long. Now, even though Jews were really not, uh, from all over the world, were not in Yerushalayim all year long. But what would they do? They would come for the holidays with their Maser Shini money. Whatever money they couldn't spend, they would give it to their family members. Mm-hmm. And they listen, hey, take this money over here and go buy uh, animals and eat it all year round with the Maser Shini money. So even though the owners were not there, somebody was there spending this Maser Shini money for them to buy Kurbanot. So any time of the year, 365 days a year, you find money in front of the animal vendor, you have to assume that this is Maser Shini money, and therefore you have to treat it accordingly. Now, let's say you found money on the Temple Mount, on the floor of the Harabayat. So the Mishnah says, Chulin. Then you assume already the money is Chulin. Because the majority of the monies in Yerushalayim, forget about in front of the animal vendors. Besides that, the majority of monies in Yerushalayim are Chulin money. So you have to turn it off. If you found money in Yerushalayim itself, in the streets of Yerushalayim, All year long, it's Cholin, because all of the monies of Yerushalayim, we said, are Cholin. But on the Regev, which is on the Shalosh Regalim, where most people are bringing their Ma'asir Shini money up, Yerushalayim, Hakol Ma'asir. 
So it's all going to be ma'asir. So the question you're going to ask obviously is, so what's the difference between and Yerushalayim? And Yerushalayim, under Egel, you're telling me? Cholin. Yerushalayim, under Egel, ma'asir sheni. Why should Harabayit be any different? So the Gemara Baba Metzi'ah explains, the streets of Yerushalayim were sweeped every day. So since they were sweeped every day, you assume whatever money is there is from now. It's not from uh, from before. And therefore, if you find that during the regal, this money, you're not going to say, oh, it probably came from uh, three no. weeks ago when the rough monies were holding. No, they sweep that money already today. Therefore, whatever you find today is from today. It's regal, it's Kodesh. If it's, if it's not the regal, it's holding. And therefore, you have to treat it like that. However, how to buy it, they didn't clean it every day. So if you found money on how to buy it, it probably came from... The majority of the monies. Right. The majority of the monies of the year are what? Cholin. So therefore you treat it as, it's all because of sweeping. Right. Comes the Mishnah and continues. Basar shenimsa ba'azara. Okay, now we discuss uh, meat. You found meat in the azara. Of the Beit HaMikdash. In the courtyard. Evarim. If it's cut up into pieces. Evarim. Like they cut up a Qurban Olah. That's how they cut up a korban olah, cut it into limbs, big pieces, and they put it on the mezbah. Olot. So you have to assume this is korban olah. Because you don't know what it is. You just find an animal lying in the azara, it's cut up into big, big pieces. pieces. You say, oh, this is the way they cut up a korban olah, it's got to be a korban olah. Hatichot, it's cut up into small pieces. Then already you assume hataot. Because the korban hatat, the kwanim eat. Anything that's eaten, you cut up into small pieces in order to eat it. Yerushalayim, that's in the Azara of the Beit Hamikdash. Now let's say you find it in the Yerushalayim itself. So if you find it uh, in um, in Yerushalayim, what's the deen? If you find it, let's say cut up in Tahatikot, so we say Zivheh Shilamim, because the majority of the animals in Yerushalayim, we say are brought for Qurban Shilamim. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Yes. Now, Zevazeh, now watch this. Do you bring it as a Qurban Ola? Do you bring it as a Hattat? Do you bring it as a Shilamim? No, no, no. The Mishnah says, Zevazeh, whether you found Basar in the Azara, or you found Basar in the Shalayim, Te'ubar Suratovi Yetzel Beta Serifah. Which means you cannot eat this uh, meat. Why? Because we have a deen. If there's Hisayah Qadda'at, if you have meat that's in the Beit HaMikdash, or that was designated as a Qurban, and you don't know what it is, so there was a, there was a lapse over here of Kabbalah, it was left alone. You didn't know what it was. Any basar of a Qurban that was left by Hisayah Qadda'at becomes Pasul. And therefore you cannot eat it. Ella, what do you do? You wait the next day till it becomes Notar. That's called Te'ubah Surato. Now, now, now it's definitely Pasul. And now what do you do? You take the animal and you burn it. So the hantush is that really you're not allowed to eat these animals. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, so what do I care if it's an ola, if it's a khatat, just tell me, if you find any animal in the azara or in Yerushalayim, that you don't know what it is, big pieces, small pieces, doesn't matter. Ta'ubar surato, and then burn it, the same deen. I mean, geez, do I care if I'm burning... Uh, a khatat, I'm burning an ola, I'm burning a zivayish al-amim. Just tell me, so the explanation is like this. It makes a difference. Because let's say, 
a guy made a mistake. He ate it. Now we have to know, does the guy transgress, a Kohen, let's say, ate it. Does the Kohen transgress the law of Me'ilah? Me'ilah is benefiting from something that is Hikdesh, that you're not allowed to. Well, if you found it in small pieces, you assume that it's a Qurban Khattat. Now a Qurban Khattat, the Kohen is allowed to eat. And therefore, if he eats it, there's no Me'ilah. However, if it's big pieces, well, no. and he ate it, you have to assume it was a qurban ola, and therefore it's chayav, me'ida. So we want to know what it, what it is in a case with the abad where he ate it. But if he doesn't eat it, it doesn't matter what it is. Because bottom line, it's some sort of qurban, and therefore you have to burn it regardless. So that's the, uh, that deal in the Mishnah. Now we go further. Nimsab bigbulin. Let's say you found basar in Israel. Not in Yerushalayim. In one of the cities outside Yerushalayim, you found Basar. Evarim, you found it cut up into big pieces, Nevelot. You have to assume that this animal is a Nevelah. Why? Because obviously, you didn't cut it up into small pieces to eat. Probably they made Shahita on the animal, and the Shahita was not good. So what do they do? They just cut it up into big pieces, you have to give it away, whatever it is. So therefore, big pieces, now, outside Yerushalayim, you don't assume it's Qurban. No. You're not slaughtering Qurban outside Yerushalayim. They're slaughtering it for eating purposes. Right. So you find big pieces of meat outside Yerushalayim, Nebela. Hatichot mutarot. If it's for small pieces, you assume that what it's basar, kashir. Now, in the everybody's slaughtering a lot of meat because they're eating, it's the holiday. Even if it's in big pieces, you assume it's basar, kashir. Why? Because there's so much meat, he doesn't have time to cut it into small pieces. He's just cutting and slaughtering the animals, and he leaves them into big pieces. So therefore, it depends. Big pieces are mutar on the regel. Okay, now we go to the Yamara. Again, in, in, on the regel, so they would take big pieces, they would cook them into big pieces. That's what they would do. That's the way they would cook it. it There's too, too much uh, time to cut it into small pieces. They cut it into slaughtering a lot of animals. So therefore, it depends on the regel. Well, we're, tell, we're telling you, we're telling you that the, uh, these go after Rov. You go after the laws of the Torah that say the majority is like this. Well, don't we have a deed of Bitul if you have three pieces of meat? Right? You have two, 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 a kasher, and one is Taref. One is Vadai Taref. got mixed up into the three pieces. According to the Torah, you eat all three. So, but tell about Rov. You go according to Rov. That's that, that, even though you know for a fact that you ate one of the pieces of meat that were not kasher. But that's the, that's the deed. Now, comes the Gemara. Kebara says, Lot Surcha de la Beharabayit Kodesh. Which means, you told me you find money on Harabayit, mm-hmm. no matter when you find it, it's Hulin. How could you tell me it's Hulin? We learned in Masechet Berachot, you're not allowed to go on to Harabayit with money. You can't have your wallet. So therefore, any monies the Chaura that you're going to find out how to buy it had to be monies that were from Qurbanot. Because regular money, you, got, you have to check your wallet in before you go out how to buy it. This is not Kavot to walk in with uh, money. So how do you say that the money on how to buy it is Hulin? The Chaura should be Kodesh. So Kavot Gavaran says, Rabbi Ba, Rabbi Hiya, B'Shem Rabbi Hanan, which means it had to come from the from the lishka. That's for sure. It didn't come from the owners. 
Oh, so if it came from the Nishka, what do they do with that money? It's Kodesh money. They buy Korbanot. Hazakah. The Kohanim will not uh, take money out of the Bedekabaya treasury until they transfer the Kiddushah of that money to an animal. Which is, if you found money already uh, that's surfacing on how to buy it, first of all, you have to assume it came from the Nishka, because the people themselves don't have money. If you assume it came from the Nishka, you could also assume that Kohanim koshered that money already. Because money does not leave the Beit HaMikdash area by the Kohanim or the Gizbarim before them making a Hilul. So therefore you could assume that it is Hulin money. Now, Basar Shinimsa. Would we say, all the cases, whether you find the uh, it or you find the Nuchalayim, Te'ubar Sunato. You got to wait till the next day, till it becomes Pasul, uh, and then you burn it. Rabbi Azar B'Shem he says like this, Hissiyah or Hissiyah Da'at. Let's say a guy took his mind off of Basar Kodashim. Okay? Now, we said that if a person takes his mind off of Basar Kodashim, he leaves them unattended, for example. Okay? Right. The deen is the Pasul. But still, Ta'un Ibur Surah. Which means you don't burn them right away. It's Pasul, but you still don't burn it right away. You still have to wait until what? You have no tar. Like you might have thought that once already have a Sagadat, burn it right away. Right. No, you need, you need uh, 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 to wait until it definitely becomes notar by waiting you know, another day, and then you burn it. So the Moshiach says, of course, wait a minute, that, that, that's our Mishnah. What are you telling us? This is a Bifurush Mishnah, we just learned it. What did it say? Ta'ubar surato. Didn't we say it in our Mishnah? But if you have a Qurban, you can't eat it, so what do you do? You let it wait till the next day, and then you burn it. So what are you teaching us? Abar biyoseh viyaot. Is it so? Do you think you have a proof uh, to what you were trying to say uh, from our Mishnah? I can tell you like this. I can tell you, Al Mishnah is not discussing a case of Hesei uh, Hadat. Because I'll tell you, we're talking about you found it in the Azara. As long as the meat is still in the Azara, it's in the culture of the Beit HaMikdash, that's not considered Hesei Hadat. It's still in the area of the Kodesh. And what's the case? Le'okhlo en atyachon, shemin itkalkel surato. You know why you can't eat this basar? Not because Hesei Hadat. Nobody took their mind over it. It's in the Hazar of the Bitter Mikdash. That's exactly where it's supposed to be the meat. Okay. But you know why you can't eat it? How do you know it's not two days old, this piece of meat? How do you know? Maybe you're ready. It's, it's a day old where it's no time. Yeah. When you look at the piece of meat, could you, could you know exactly if it's within its first day or the second day? You can't. So therefore, the reason why it's a safek, why you can't eat it is not because there was a sehadat over here. Because maybe it's already uh, no time. So therefore, it's a safek notar. So what do you do with safek notar? You can't burn safek notar because maybe it's not notar. So you have to make it vaday notar. And therefore, you burn it. But who told you that if it's pasul mishum meseh hadad, that you have to be torbar surato? Maybe if it's pasul from meseh hadad, burn it right away. Let's stay with the guy. What I was trying to say, like get rid of it, right? Right. You you were trying to tell me uh, who is that? Rabbi Azar, the name of Rabbi Shaya. Even if it became pasul and say hadat, you gotta wait. From our Mishnah, the Mishnah say it's pasul and you gotta wait. Yeah, different, 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 different reason. The Mishnah said it's pasul because sheme. It's already notar. 
Now they do it in Seha And therefore, Shema Notar, you gotta make it Vadai Notar. And you can have it if it was, if it was, um, Seha Dad Vadai, maybe you wouldn't have to wait. So it comes together and says, okay, Nimsa Bigbudin. Would we say you found the meat in Gibudin? Outside. Outside the Yerushalayim. What was the Hiduk in the Mishnah? Evarim, big pieces, nevelot. Small pieces, mutarim, kesherot. Rabbi Krispa, Beshem Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Halina. So he says like this Evarim, nevelot. When we say the Evarim are nevelot, it's not we suspect that they're nevelot. He says it's vadai, which means lokin alehim. Meaning it's so vadai that if a guy, the guy eats, eats them, it, you give the guy lashes. <laughs> a guy eats nevela, you give him malkut. <laughs> Which we don't say, safek. Now you can't give a guy uh, lashes, misafek. So he's trying to tell you, we're certain. How does he know that? He says, matnitina mrachin. Because Amishnah said that. Ebaren nevelot, vahatichot mutarot. Hatichot mutarot, lo mamash. On the other side, when you sort of you found them in pieces. Mm-hmm. We say what's mutarot. Right. What does mutarot mean? Safek? No, mutarot means mutarot. Vada, you can eat them. We're not going to say safek mutar. So therefore, So similarly, just as certain as we are on the small ones, because like we say mutarot. So we say the big piece on nevelot. It's vadai, and therefore you give the guy malkut. Okay. Now we give another case. Rabbi Klispa b'shem Rabbi Yosef b'Rabbi Hanina imayu mahrozot mutarot. If let's say you found these big pieces, they strung them, they strung them into like a mahroza, like a string of meat. That already it's mutarot because it's not the derech to string nevelot. That's already a sign that for some reason the guy cut them in big pieces, but. By putting them in the string, so already, because right. what are you doing? They're really throw them away. Yeah, Stringing them, you're saving them for something. So therefore, you assume that it is kesherot. Okay, now we give a uh, few cases that we discussed already in Masechet, Pesachim. We give the uh, cases again over here. Tesha Hanuyot. You have nine stores. Let's do these cases over here. You have nine stores. Mokhrot Besar Nevela. Nine stores, nine butchers, butcher shops, they sell basar nevela, hot kosher meat. Ahat mochered besar shekhuta. Right, exactly. One store sells basar kasher. Okay? Nithalefulo. Which means he took, he bought from one of the stores. He doesn't know what store he bought from. Did I go to the kosher store? Did I go to the nevela store? So hoshesh. You have to hoshesh that what? Maybe he's got nevela in his hands. Why? Because the rov, rov of the stores over here are non-kosher. Uh, so therefore, he has to assume that what? He brought it from the nevela. However, we let them say it. But let's say you found a piece of meat. You found a piece of meat in the street. You don't know what store it came from. So that already, it says, we let them say it. Uh, harov. In this case over here, uh, you have to be uh, mahmir. And, well, well, not mahmir. You got to go after the majority. And after the majority is what? You go, uh, 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 in this case would be nevela. So the first case, the first case is, let's get the two cases. There's a different, different scenario. One, the guy uh, took the meat out of the stores. Okay? The stores are there. They're called kavua. The stores are stationary. 
He took the meat from the kavua, from the stationery. Okay, there's a rule, rule in Gemara, kol kavua, anything that's kavua, kemersa al mersa dami. Anything that uh, is stationary, and you took it from the stationary stores, so it's a 50-50. Could have taken it from the cashier store, you could have taken it from the taref store. In that case, 50-50. What do you do 50-50? Safek over here, Safek over here, Safek is taref. Safek is nevela. You can't eat it. Now, when a piece of meat came out, now you find it outside the stores. Now you find it in the, in the street over there. Then already that's called kode parish. Anything that came out and finds itself now in the street, so the safek is not now which store did I go into? Right? I didn't go into nothing. Now the question is, where did this meat come from? It's called the place that came out of the stores already. My safek now is not in the stores. My safek is in the, in the meat. Here, my first safek is which store did I go into? Did I go into that store? Did I go into this store? Uh, so now already, uh, it's Kavua. These are all stationary stores. The, rule, the way you analyze this question is called Kavua, Mersa, Mersa. You got to say it's a 50-50. I understand in odds it's not a 50-50. In odds, it's, uh, there's nine stores that are Nivela and one store that is Kashir. I know it's 90-10, but the point is in Halakha, the way you judge this is, is that since we're judging stationary stores, it's a 50-50 in Halakha, therefore you have to be Mahmir. In this case over here, I have a piece of meat over here. Now I want to know, is it Basar Kasher, or is it Basar uh, Taref? That's called Parish. It came already outside the stores. So now I'm judging on the meat itself. On the meat itself, I want to know, is it uh, from the Kasher, or is it from the Taref? Uh, rov. Since the Rov, the meats over here are Taref, because the Rov is, Basar is sold as Taref in the city over here. So you have to say, Kodeh Parish, Merubah Parish. Similarly, on the other side, let's say the nine stores were Kasher, Right. And one store was Taref. That's the next case. Amar Yohanan. Actually, Tesha Hanuyot, Mokhlot Besar Shehuta. Nine stores sell kosher meat. Ahat Mokhiret Basar Nebela. One sells Nebela. Nithalefulo. Right? If you get what store do I go into? Hoshesh. Okay? Kol Kavuak, Mersa, Mersa Dami. Velenimset. But basar that was found outside the store, and now you don't know is it basar nevela or is it basar shehuta? No, after it off, halchim aharon off. Kodesh parish, merubah parish. So one, it's, they explain it. What is the safek in the store, and what is the safek in the meat? What is the safek is in the store? It's kavua. Kavua is mersa mersa. What is the safek in the meat? So the meat is going after the rov. Best case, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, hanimsab yad nochri. You found meat. In the hands of a goy. Right. This guy is holding a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's as if you found it in the street. Which means when you find it in a goy, you go after Rov. If the Rov stores in this town on the Velot, uh-huh. it's a Nevelah. What's the thing if you find it in the street? Right. So there's no difference if you found it on the middle of the street or you found it in the goy's hand. It's the same deen. Rov stores a kasher. It's kasher. Rov stores are nevela. It's nevela. So comes the Gemara gives a story. Ah, so we're not judging it like that. We're judging it. Where, where did the meat come from? I assume it's the goy. Well, the Gemara is going to tell a story now. The Gemara says. The Gemara says the bil hazar berabi hagai habam mismach berabi mana. There was a story of Rabbi Hazar. He was leaning on the mana. They were walking together. He was leaning on him. He was walking together with him. The clean hatin learns the opposite. He says Rabbi Mana was leaning on uh, on the other rabbi. Okay, it depends who was leaning on who, but they were walking together. 
Hama lechad armai, they saw a goy, mekta' min susya, umapik lebera. He cut a piece of meat from his horse, and then he was carrying uh, the piece of meat. They saw him, uh, cut a piece of meat from the horse, never said to terifah, non satakishana, right? Amar le, sarbimana tazabir azar. This is what he meant. But if you find it uh, in the goy's hand, that it's like you find it in the uh, street. How can you say that? It's Beferush, Vadai, we know it's Terefa. What? Does it matter how many kosher stores are in the city? There's nine in one. If I have a hundred kosher stores in the city, and one uh, non kosher store, this is what he was talking about. You find it in the goy's hand, you go after the Rav. We know for a fact this guy over here, we saw with our own eyes, he cut the piece of meat from the, uh, from the horse. Which means, he's trying to say over here, he's trying to say, don't you have to assume, like you said, that if you find it in the hands of the goy, it's going to be in the bira. Why is the goy going to a kosher butcher? So therefore, what was he talking about? So comes again with Amar Ken Amar Rabbi Says my rabbi, Rabbi Yosef said, Vehen. When did Rabbi Hanan say his deen? That's only when you saw him come out of a Jewish butcher shop. So when you saw him come out of a Jewish butcher shop, the goy, then you start the whole process. If Rav butchers are kasher, then you assume he bought from Rav butchers. But if Rav are not kasher, then you assume he walked into the kasher butcher shop. Who knows what he was doing over there? Maybe he didn't buy from there. But if you stand, just see a goy walking in the street with basar uh, in his hand, but they, <laughs> you have to assume that it's his never. meat, and therefore it's nevela. So again, we're qualifying Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yohanan, it's only when you saw him coming out of a kosher butcher store. Then you go with the rov is. If rov butchers are kasher, you say he bought it from the store. If rov are not, then you say, why did he walk into the Jewish butcher? Who knows what he was doing in the Jewish butcher shop? Now, Yohanan tells a story. Had bar nash. There was a person. With Sipurin. He was in the Sipuri. Uh, he wanted to go buy a piece of beef, red meat, from the butcher. Uh-huh. The guy wouldn't sell it to him. They were enemies. So the guy walks in, he says, can I have a piece of meat? I'm not selling it to you. So the guy got offended. So what did he do? He went to a goy, he said, do me a favor, this guy won't sell me. You go in there, you buy it for me, and you give it to me. He said, oh, I'm going to get this guy. So what happened? Amar <laughs> le. So the uh, so the guy ends up getting his piece of meat from the Roman. So he comes back to the butcher. He tells him, "Lo nasbet al kurhe." He says, "What do you think? You, you, you think I didn't get it? I got it against your will, which means I got the kasher meat anyway." He tried to show him. You know, he says, I, "I beat you." So he comes along and says, "Amar le vela basad in vela yahavite." He says, "What do you think? This, uh, I gave the guy nevela." What do you think you're eating over here? <laughs> so you think you got me? I got you. When the guy walked in, I didn't give him basar kasher. I gave him the nevela. So go, go eat it. This is uh, basar nevela. So you didn't get me. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Irmiya b'shem Rabbi Hanina. So now the case came in front of the rabbis over here. What happened? Ma'aseh ba'lifne Rabbi. The case came in front of Rabbi. What do we do with the basar? Amad. We're not going to let this guy over here, we don't believe him, 
to posel and osir all the basad in the in the in the butcher shops of Sipuri. Which means we go after off. Since we didn't hear that day that there was any nevelot slot, normally if there was a nevelot in the butcher house, you heard it. Yeah. That day we closed down the butcher houses that day, all the meat was uh, cleaned wow. out, they had a whole system. You know, this guy over here, we didn't hear any kolot over here today. So this guy can't come along and say, now, yo, I gave him a nebelah, now he's going to put a safek on all our uh, meat today, and therefore he's not ne'eman to come in or say the bazaar. And therefore, since we didn't uh, know before this guy that there was anything, we have to assume that the guy's just, uh, he's uh, you know, playing a uh, prank over here, making trouble because he wants to get to his friend, he doesn't want to uh, tell the uh, truth. So therefore, you assume that what? There is Basar Kasher. Baruch